Slow Spin Society podcast. I am your usual co-host Paul, and along with your other co-host Fabian. Hi, Fabian. Hi, Kevin. God damn! Every time. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> uh, today we're gonna have an episode on to Figs Gear Elitism. It is our Patreon choice of the month. So yeah, we're gonna have a little chat about that. In the meantime, if you want to hear more about Dune, the movie, the French Bicycle Film Festival, or Kosuke Mazda Last Pain Job, then you should listen to the pre-show. You can access the extended conversation at patreon.com slash podcast or by subscribing directly on Apple Podcast. But more on that later. Yes. And let's dip, dive in. Did I say that right? I don't know. But let's, let's go let's, for let's it. Chicken spicy mayo dip dive into this. <laughs> <laughs> so what is fixed gear elitism what is that what's elitism in general well the definition of elitism i found was the superior attitude or behavior associated with an elite or a group hmm. does it sound good to you yeah <laughs> yeah sounds right yeah i don't know <laughs> do you do you think i'm wikipedia or some shit <laughs> i mean like it yeah it, i guess it is right i think but you, you can i think you can add some more to it you know like like it's a superior attitude but it's also kind of like a dickhead attitude you know it's a smug attitude yeah smug that's a good word not dickhead wow yeah you should be like you should be doing the definitions <laughs> no, but I think like superior attitude is one thing, right? But then I think I think maybe it's implied already. Like if your superior attitude already means you're smug and you're kind of an asshole about it. Yeah, I mean yeah. they have that in like all these, you know, like all these hobbies like coffee and I mean actually in everything almost like coffee and yeah and, and music and whatever else. Always like some people. By the way, uh, full disclaimer because we started this episode. Uh, the Fixier community is awesome and cool and great, and you should definitely join it if you haven't already but a pissing contest between people is something human and we're not trying to blame any people here unless um, i just want <laughs> unless <laughs> uh i just want to address some part of cycling that is definitely more of a road cycling thing by the way no, I don't think so. Uh, it is definitely so, but it is also present in uh, fixed gear. Yeah. I mean, I think it's more present in fixed gear, to be honest. What? Yeah. Definitely not. Because fixed gear, like, like, a big part of fixed gear is that, like, oh, I'm fixed gear rider. I'm different than the road cycle. I'm different than, you know, like, I'm a fixed gear rider. It's like, that in itself was kind of like an, like, you know, like a better than you attitude. And because of that, it kind of translates also within the community to some extent is it a better than you attitude or is it a different than you attitude because i think it's both road riders have that thing that oh i am a real bicycle rider yeah. i ride a road bike with gear so i am better than you and yeah and then i think it's like both of them but i think also in fixed gear it's like I look, I don't need gears. Are you, are you weak because you have gears? I don't need, I can do it without gears. I don't need brakes. I don't need a helmet. 
I I can go up this hill with one gear. Look at you, you know, like shit like that. It's both both sides. I kind of. I totally feel that. I do that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and then like this attitude like translates onto people in the Pixel community who are not in, in that same arena, like the ones who ride with two brakes or you know shit like that. They don't. Yeah. They're kind of like excluded. They're not real fixed gear riders. They're they're the same as the the road cyclists. Yeah. You know. But I mean, of course, no, I'm not saying that most of most people in the community are like this, or most people in the fix in the road community are like this. It's just both have like a, a notable like sentiment, like a lo- notable amount of people that think this way. I think. <clears throat> yeah. No. Definitely. I mean, I might say a lot of shit during this episode, but I am definitely a high beast boy that <laughs> don't want to ride a road bike. So, so I am part of that illism kind of thing. So yeah, there is something between roadies and fixed gear riders. Without a doubt, it's happening every day. You ride both. What's yes. your opinion? <sighs> like, I don't think there's. I don't think there's much of a divide between these two types of cyclists as social media would make it out to be, you know? Yeah. Like I've never had an in, like interaction with a road cyclist, uh, making fun, not, not even, like not ma- like making fun of me seriously or making fun of me to be as a joke, just like never anything. It never came up, mm. never came up. Like the only times it came up was like, Oh, that's cool. Oh, you ride this on the street. Oh, that's like shit like that. But, it's always like it was them being a person first and then being a road cyclist, you know, like they didn't make them, they didn't make their road cycling hobby, their personality. Yeah. So they just like, they just treat you like a normal person who does something differently. It happened to me a few times though. And I have a vivid memory of one time in particular. There was that one guy I was at uh, my friend's place for, like a like dinner, and there's that one guy really uh, try hard into road cycling and time trial. A uh, lot of money, multiple collection of specialized, uh, like the guy that really puts the effort and money and his entire life into. I want to be a good and powerful cyclist. I want to be on top. I was there just listening to him with all his training, diet, and stuff. And he was like, oh, and what do you do? And I was like, oh, and I, I don't ride road bikes. So I, I only ride Fazier. And he's like, oh, you ride a fixie. Oh, that's cute. And what do you do? You you commute? And I'm like, well, I, I do a little bit more than commute, but uh, I, I do plenty of stuff. I do long distance. I do... I do some tricks. They, oh, you do some tricks. So you like your BMX rider kind of stuff. And I was, yeah, condescending. I was feeling like condescending, and he was toying with me, and uh, I, I, I made him stop pretty, pretty quick. You know. Yeah. Uh, don't talk to me like that. Uh, I, I'm now your friend. If you're talking to me like that, and oh, I think I remember this guy. You talked about him once. Yeah. 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 And because it, it's like a vivid memory, you know, I remember this <laughs> very <to> well. <laughs> and, yeah. and then, uh, and then he kind of stopped talking to me for a while and he was talking to, 
uh, my friend who she was the the host of that dinner, right? Yeah. She does track cycling, she does road cycling, and she does gravel cycling, all three, and she's really good. Uh, she has like a, her metabolism is extra fast. She can ride for days without feeling any pain. I mean, I am impressed with the amount of kilometers she's eating every day, you know? Hmm. And he was like, you know, you're a good cyclist, but you need to stop all that track bike gravel shit. You need to stop being good at every everything and you need to start being excellent at road cycling. I didn't say anything, but I was like, fuck off, man. Just let her do what she want to do. <laughs> In the eyes of that guy, diversity was meaning of failure and, uh, you know, like not improving on your performance. Like that's like a... <sighs> Yeah, like it's really annoying like personality trait to have like this urge to give people yeah like advice they never asked for you know it's like yeah. when you just come into a, especially if it's someone you don't even know like properly or at all it's like it's trying, like just just take your own advice and then do that if it's good for you right you don't have to make <laughs> take your own else. advice and and go fuck off elsewhere you know like, yeah, exactly like if, if you think that's the best way then you do it and uh, you know i'll be happy for you if you do it like uh, i'll do my thing and yeah, but I think it's also maybe like, like a need to feel like you, you're trying to justify your own choices. I think like I'm, I'm not riding, I'm riding with disc brakes instead of rim brakes. I'm training every day. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And because I'm doing that and suffering, you should be doing that too. Cause then I feel like I'm right. Yeah. So if, if they see someone having fun doing like track bikes, gravel bikes, whatever, city bike, and then they, I don't know, maybe they feel feel like they're wasting their time training for nothing yeah, um, maybe. I, mean, I don't know i'm like i'm being like literally an armchair psychologist right now in my armchair <laughs> <laughs> but maybe people are just assholes as well like you know happens yeah yeah that's that's definitely one form of elitism and it works into either way right either the roadie that's said to fix your rider are you not a real cyclist and the fix your rider that says to the to the roadie like you're not og like having gears is weak yeah this reminds me of this uh key and uh, p and what the fuck am i saying key and peel <laughs> key and peel <laughs> skit um maybe you've seen it it's like in in a club and one of them i think key is a dj and then peel is like this guy on the dance floor and he's coming up to key and and he says like come on can you put some of that that old stuff you know the, the good stuff put like the music on and then Key is like, oh, okay, you mean like Tupac and Biggie, right? No, I mean the old stuff. If you know, you know. And they go on like this. He goes, Key keeps bringing up these older and older artists from like the 80s and 70s. He's like, and then the other one is like, no, old stuff. <laughs> okay, never mind. I'll do it myself. And he brings up, he brings up like music from like 1890s or something, like really old shit. <laughs> and, and I don't know. This just reminds me of that. Like if a fixed gear writer says, oh, you're not OG enough. And then another person will come with like a penny farthing bike, you know, with like the massive front <laughs> wheel and the tiny back wheel. And then it will just keep going on and on until like a person with a... If you know, you know. <laughs> until like a person with like a unicycle shows up or something. I don't know. But yeah. it's, it's stupid to be, to have like placing value in that, I think. I think elitism can, of course, be uh, interpreted into what what do you ride, you know? Yeah. 
Melee, what do you write? I don't know. When I was writing the show notes for this episode, the first thing that came to me was, you know, stuff that is kind of region locked. Yeah. NGS stuff in Japan, um, Cannondales and GTs in the US, uh, or French track bikes in Europe or Italian track bikes. If you write this into another region of the world, so the one it's you, it's not supposed to be in. You're like, am I better than anyone else? <laughs> <laughs> because I ride what is unaccessible for the masses. Yeah, I think that's also like the scarcity of bikes. Certain bikes in the fixed community really gives them extra value. And we talk about a lot, like street cred and like reputation, and all that things, right? So if you have yeah. if you have something that no one else can have, or only five other people can have, or ten other people, then you put your bike above a mass-produced big block or something or a steamroller, you know, just because there's more of that versus the little amount of your bike. Even though they both are bikes in the end, they both do the same thing more or less. It's just one is rare and the other one isn't. And that's, yeah, I mean, it's a natural thing, like you said, like a human thing to feel like because it's so rare, it's better or it's special. And it is special, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's doesn't necessarily mean the other is worse. Well, you can't do track lacrosse on an NGS bike. You're not trying hard enough. It doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, sometimes you can feel that kind of rivalry between, of course, people themselves, but also like groups between countries, you know? Yeah. Even sometimes into the same city. I, I'm thinking about like the the local group rides that I don't want to mix or people into the same group rides that I don't want to mix with others. Sometimes you can feel like they, there is kind of that tension in the air. I just want to say, oh, we're all doing the same thing. Why, why not just all connect? I am the first guilty of uh, i had a moment in my life when i was really really judgmental about others people like i was keeping that for myself you know mm. but in my head that was chaos and at some point i was like i should really stop doing that toxic yeah it's toxic and i think it's pretty natural for everyone to go through that phase looking at every bike and then judging people uh, because of their bike, kind of. Yeah. Uh, like you would go into a skate park and you would judge people because of their set of skills, you know? Yeah. Well, it's pretty much the same thing. But you can add to that the fact that someone with zero skills can have a really expensive bike. And then you that adds like an entire di dimension to being judgmental and all that stuff. That's kind of like the, the, the part... Yeah, like judging in general, right? It's easy. For, it's easy for me to say at least that, like, oh, I never judge, but of course I judge still in any part of life. And like the main thing is that you just don't know people's stories behind why they have a certain thing or why they do a certain thing. And it's easy to see like someone with like a what you think is a shittier, cheaper, whatever bike, but you don't know what their context is, why they have that, why they ride it. Maybe you know it means something to them, etc. And if yeah. Yeah, and like it's just easy to make to pass like these negative judgments just based on what you see with your eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're talking in the case, or uh, I mean, from from my point of view, I'm talking in the case of you are 
uh, able for whatever reason to have a bike that is different from the others, uh, from one what it's mainly out there, you know? Yeah. And then you feel the right to judge people based on the fact that they have a bike that is more common. But it also works the other way. Um, if you have a bike that is just a common bike, sometimes you will feel like uh, it could transform into low self-esteem and even paranoia. Uh, like, I feel like some people legit it happened like oh uh i was a little bit too shy to talk to you because uh i see you on social networks and stuff and i was like i am a really open person you can <laughs> come talk to me and i actually enjoy talking to listeners because you guys are so nice you know and to anyone really uh especially people that just got into the culture and are open to suggestions and uh, are asking for advice and stuff so it can go both ways and it's not a good state of mind you should really s stay clear of all of that yeah it's it's an easy mindset to fall into i think unless someone unless you can are self-aware enough to notice that notice what you're doing yourself or unless someone tells you what you're doing if you're like outspoken about it it's easy, yeah. it's easy to have like a mindset that if you know something that someone else does and that, that you think you're better than them and then you're like, actually, you shouldn't be doing that. You know, shit, shit like with the, yeah. the, the story with the guy and, and your girlfriend. It would be funny if it goes the other way around. Like if someone with like, let's say a normal bike, let's say a steamroller or a big block or whatever, makes fun of someone with like an expensive bike, like a rare bike, like Candale Track, whatever, like, oh, you idiot, you think that's going to make you faster? You spend so much money and it does the same thing as me. And like, starts, if, if everything just turned around in the community, everyone's making That'd fun. Be fun yeah. Everyone's <laughs> making fun of people who spend extra money on like GTs and Candale Tracks and MASH and everything. Oh man. One day, one day, like upside, an upside down day, uh, opposite day. That'd be, that'd be good. Yeah. One is opposite day. It's not a real thing, but, uh, is it maybe it is a real, real thing like a joke day. I feel like there's an opposite day when you wear your underwears on top or something like that like and I think I remember this as a kid or something like opposite today's opposite day and then we would have to say things I don't know not like it's not we would have to do it it's just like among friends like you would have to say things the opposite like I would not like to have a nice uh, burger right now and then that means that you want the burger right now I don't even know where this came from. How am I, how am I even getting this memory? Opposite Do they day. bring the burger though? No, it wasn't like an like a national thing or anything. It was just like you know you do that with your friends just to have fun. Yeah, but do you end up getting the burger? Oh, I don't remember. I I, th I hope so. Oh, God. Apparently, most experts agree that opposite day is observed on January twenty five. I don't know what expert <laughs> what expert is there that would decide. <laughs> But yeah, other I'm a, other experts day experts. Yeah, like it says here, but other experts claim it, ha it is celebrated on January seventh. So there's like two big schools of experts who disagree <laughs> oh with you. Oh my god! They're like, what is the opposite of January seventh? And then they cannot figure it out and they die. What does an opposite expert say? Like, I am definitely not qualified to not answer that question. Imagine they say that, like the the paradox. They say that on. Opposite on what they think is opposite day, 
So then they mean like I am the expert, but then it's not opposite day, and then they say that they're not the expert, and then no one. No oh one my would, god! That's no one way will ever too listen to them again. <laughs> no, it's a podcast. There's no visual to explain no. people. <laughs> I, okay, uh, according to Wikipedia, opposite day is a children's game usually played. Um, yeah, by children. One can declare that, that today is opposite day, sometimes retroactively, to indicate something which will be said or had just been said should be understood opposite to its original meaning. So it's just a game for kids. Okay. Ah oh, wow. Okay. The game I'm had not... also been the game has also been compared to a children's philosophy course. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Wow. I'm it's... not gonna lie, I would like to have an opposite official day. Oh man. Oh yeah. I'm definitely coming to work today yeah 100 percent, boss <laughs> you can count on me <laughs> it will work if if some people don't know that's opposite day yeah it's, it'll just slide you know oh you didn't know it was opposite day oh I, it's I like thought you, knew. you owe me 1000 euros what the fuck no i don't ah uh, that means you do <laughs> uh, but yeah. anyway so it doesn't matter what you ride uh, as long as you have fun, right? Uh, fixed gear is into cycling is all about ha having fun and it has a less, let's say, competition oriented community than other cycling styles. Have fun. That's the main thing. What about though? What about though? Uh, one thing that I could put into elitism is unfriendly writers that will judge you. And I'm talking about random dudes you've never seen of your life and that stops at the same light as you do and start checking you out, but you know yeah. with those eyes. Ooh, I know the eyes. Ooh. <laughs> You know the eyes. <laughs> Checking you out with the eyes. <laughs> yeah, or I mean, do you, do you do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's why your your first mistake is that you stop at the red light. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding, guys. Don't do that. And you might, your second mistake is what did you say? Oh, I forgot. Damn, it was gonna be a funny funnier one. Shit. Sorry, guys. Cliffhanger. If I remember what I was gonna say for the second part, I'll let you know. In the comments below. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, sometimes that's also like a thing, right? Like if people, they don't say anything, but you can kind of tell what they're thinking. But sometimes they also just look and then you don't know what they're thinking. But sometimes they look too long and then they make a face and then you know what they're thinking. <laughs> because they want, they want you to know. They want you to know what they're thinking without them having to say anything with words. It's a really psychologic episode. Yes. <laughs> so they knew that you knew that he knew. No, it's like, you know, you it's like when you're looking at, when you're looking at a girl or something and you just look with your eyes real fast, there's nothing. But if you look a bit longer and you make like, you know, like a certain facial expression, let's say. Like you bit your lip and you're like, not, oh, not, not shorty, even, what up? <laughs> not, even, not even that, not even that much, you know, but like, you know, like something. Like really like subtle, subtle things. Then they will know that you're like interested or whatever or, or not. And then like people who judge your bike will do the same thing. They will look and then they will, you know, give you like small signals. Hey, your bike is shit. It has no gears. 
but they say that with their face. And maybe I'm just like a Jedi. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't say anything. He just looks at you. And you say out loud, I can read your mind, you deep shit. <laughs> another, another relevant Key and Peele skit. The, there's one where they're in their office and it's like one black guy working in the office surrounded by white guys. And then a second black guy finally joins. And then the second black guy, the new guy's like, hey man, what's up? They're talking via their like black power. They can communicate <laughs> with each other through their minds. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that one. I've seen that one. It's funny. Oh man. Imagine that with just between like cyclists. Ah, <laughs> I don't know. You were just here, like go fast, go fast, go fast, go fast, go fast, go fast, go faster, man. There's toilet paper hanging from your bib. <laughs> <laughs> calories, calories, calories. <laughs> and the guy, the only guy riding tubulars. My God, I hope I don't puncture. Oh my God, I hope I don't get puncture. <laughs> oh man, no one here knows that I'm using tubeless. <laughs> No one here knows I have a premium bottom bracket that nobody can see. <laughs> Good meme. Good meme. Please make memes. Yes. Let's make a meme collection album on Discord or something. Yeah, we haven't done many lately for the Instagram, right? No. Hmm. No, but I am very much liking the direction the Instagram is is going. Yeah. Looks nice. I've got some friends that don't even, they're not even to cycling, but they somehow, I don't know how it works, but like, I don't have Instagram anymore, but somehow they still get the Slow Spin Society Instagram page recommended to them because I had some, some interaction with it or something. So I've got like random friends following it. And then they're like, Hey, it looks so cool. This stuff. Oh, this is a nice picture. Like they, they send it to me and they tell me. And I have no idea how they found it. I've never talked to them about it. <laughs> so creepy. But yeah. Pretty good. So means. Uh, by the way, uh, if you uh, if you want to go onto the blog, because this has been is also a blog, uh, talking about Elism, I <laughs> released the bike check of my new Mashtail, and <laughs> to see to show everyone how much of a bonkers I am and how much superior to everybody else. Yes. Uh, because I have titanium on it. Boom. <laughs> Jokes apart, um, where's the elitism and peer pressure coming from and how is it being sustained? And you're probably going to tell us more about that. Yes, I'm going to start my full 300,000 word essay on this now. Okay, let's go. I'm going to go grab a drink. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, but like, like I mentioned before, I've never had like a bad interaction with road cyclists. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know if that's like a Dutch thing or just the people I've come into contact with, but like I've never heard anything in person about, about like my bike or the way I ride or, or anything like that. And all of the stuff I see about this, like at least in fixed gear elitism, is online. It's like people behind usernames and and instagram accounts that talk shit like about brakes or or helmets or the way someone rides or the bike they're using or the chain ring the ratio it's always online it's only online. oh yeah and then of course online is connected nowadays to the real life behaviors that stuff is like copy it copy it copy pasted into real life by people who read that and then agree or just copy their opinions and then they, they do that stuff in real life 
Yeah. But in real life, there's consequences, right? No one's gonna just let you get away with saying, "Bro, you should you're, you're a fucking pussy for doing that." You know, like no one's gonna say that in real life unless they're really big dickhead. Yeah. Because yeah. in real life, you can just you know. I mean, I'm not saying you can fuck them up. I wasn't. I wasn't gonna say that, but like, you can. You don't want to confront people. It's so it's mostly just people hidden behind their anonymity online, behind usernames and Instagram accounts that feel safe saying things that they wouldn't get away with in real life. Like in real life, people would be fighting back. You know, like they'd be arguing back, and you will just be excluded from the next group, right? If you're a dickhead like that, right? So it's, yeah. So like, anyway, my main point is that. It's mostly online. Yeah, no, I totally get that. I think the the type of comment that pisses me off uh, the most online is someone is posting their bike like, oh, she's not much, but she's mine. <laughs> and there's one dickhead that's going to come into the comment section. Why do you have brakes? You're like, oh, my God, let the man be. <laughs> Yeah, that's like the same same type of like energy as as like oh actually you should be putting the cranks at at three and six for the ideal. Yeah, shut the fuck up. Just 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 let just let the person do what they want. There's gonna be a lot of shut the fuck up. Yes, it's like unless you're saying pretty much like that's just how life is, right? Unless you're saying something nice or or like you know constructive, whatever, or like you know just just being a nice person. Just, otherwise, shut the fuck up. <laughs> okay maybe the example would like the peddler three to six that's just criticism for the picture but yeah maybe like oh actually you should you shouldn't be using that it looks like you need like a uh different bar tape because that one's really bad like you know no one asked you maybe maybe yeah. maybe it's bad for you or maybe they don't have the money you know it's like things like that giving advice for no one asked what about social groups and events uh, I can really see it in like the really, really big group rides that are in Paris. I mean, the one really big group ride that is in Paris. By the way, it is getting out of control. There's between, I told you, like 100 and 150 people in there. And last time I went, uh, I didn't went all summer. And before that, and last time I went was um just the first week of september so people were coming back into Paris. like summer holidays was officially over and the traffic was actually really scary you know hmm. of course they're blocking lights and everything but people are getting mad and if you're at the end people are even more mad because they've been waiting for an astonishing two minutes you know life and death not to in those right i didn't go two days ago because i don't go anymore but some of my friends did and they told me people crashed into cars people got rolled over by motorcycles peep uh one guy off his balcony throw a ceramic cup in the peloton out of his window um People uh, got into uh, pedestrians. Like apparently, it was mad. Like actually, going crazy and creating so many accidents and troubles. 
And I was like, wow, you guys need to stop doing this. <laughs> yeah. Or make smaller group rides, but I don't know. You, you, you guys need to stop. If someone is going to get killed. It's like, yeah. It's one of those things where if you're in a, in a bunch of, in a big group with a bunch of other people, you think you're invincible, right? You can do whatever you want. And you're definitely not. No. And like, I think as, as well, like those type of group rides, people try to show off for the others in their group ride, mm. but also they want to get reaction from people that are not part of the group. And then yeah. when they react, it can be bad. So one of the organizer was, uh, stopping traffic at a light. And one guy on a pretty big motorcycle was like, no, I'm going through. And the guy was like, please wait, you're not going through. No, no, I'm going through. Start to roll on the guy and the bike. Hmm. And actually roll over him. And the mad lad that threw a ceramic cup in the peloton could have killed someone. For sure. 100% could have killed someone. That's pretty criminal, like throwing a ceramic thing. It is. Even even rolling over someone, it's yeah, attempted murder. I mean, I don't it depends on how fast you're going and stuff, but like it's like this is like like the difficult thing, right? Like there are often like these protesters that are just blocking the roads for people who are trying to get to work. And then the people in the cars they just slowly move forward and forward and the person that's protesting gets like pushed back and back. Like it's but the guy literally rolled over him. Like fast. The two wheels of that motorbike was over that guy's body and bike. Okay, maybe that's too much, of course. But I mean, at the same <laughs> I mean, time, like it's it's not not to say like he deserved it, but you know, at the same time, people have places to be. And the, yeah, yeah, no, I told I totally get that. But it's, it's overreaction to go over the guy, though. Yeah, it's overreaction and. It's no longer than two minutes. Add to that the fact that maybe you're going to skip a green light. So let's say six minutes max. Okay. Also, it, it's not like most of people at that time of the day need to go to work. People come back from work. So I understand that people want to be home and everything. But you don't want to create something, damage property and hurt someone just to going home early you might not go home at all and finish your day uh at the police station but like, that's also like a thing of context right you don't know individual situations but i can understand i can understand the person in the motorcycle being angry i would i would, oh, be, yeah, I would be super angry and i probably also would just try to go through i'm not gonna lie but i wouldn't go over a person like that so I think in this in this scenario, everyone's a fucking asshole. I think if I had like a pretty fucking bad day, I would be angry and I would like, I don't know if I would try to go through, but I would probably take on me, be super fucking mad and like, okay, let's just get it over with and wait until they're done. Yeah. But trying to push through is literally the dumbest thing to do because... It can only create more trouble and leads to more waiting time. It could. Well, anyway, we digress. Oh, how did we get? How how did we get here? Uh, I was talking about uh, social groups and events. So, what are like the effects of like 
this peer pressure. Like, of course, I think and the most notable one is that one changes the way one rides or what they what they ride or you know things they buy just so that they fit in with everyone else. And it's kind of like the opposite of like the fixed gear community's goals, right? Is to be everyone can be whoever they want to be. Yeah. But then when people are who they want to be, but it's not the right person that the community says, then they want to like mix them to form them into the ideal again. So yeah, if, yeah. So if you do your own thing and then you do have a rear brake, even though you're fixed gear, everyone will tell you, oh, you cannot do that. It's, it's wrong, blah, blah. And then eventually everyone will be the same. Everyone have, will have the same five, six different bikes, the same wheel sets, the same everything. I think that's yeah. That could that could definitely be true. There's one guy in our group. He started, I mean, he started Fixier a while back, but he had like a conversion. And during the pandemic, he bought himself an Aventon. And yesterday we had like a a group meeting, and we were like what six or seven in that group. I came with my mash deal. Uh, two of us came with a Brooklyn Mashing Works. One was a specialized track bike. One was a parallax. Uh, no, two was a parallax. And there's the guy with the Aventon. Mm. And we're not like pushing him to buy something better. Because Aventon has uh, an asterisk of uh, messing up a lot of things. But, you know, they're still pretty basic bikes. And they are okay. They're okay bikes. Um, but I was like, do you feel, when we met yesterday, do you feel like some form of elitism into fixed gear? And do you feel pressure from us or anyone else to upgrade or change your bike and he was like well i don't because you guys are my friend and you guys are pretty nice even if sometimes you give me a little shit about having an aventon most of the time it's because you guys can go in the woods doing track lacrosse and i can't because i have limited tire clearance and but apart from that i don't really care so i don't feel any negativity nowhere you know but this being said he told me that Yes, he wanted to upgrade, not for us or to be more integrated part of the group because he is part of our group, but because seeing all of those bikes makes him want to upgrade, even if he doesn't really feel the need to do so, like the practical need, you know? Yeah, of course. It's kind of like a subconscious thing, right? Like if you... Yeah. It's like... It's like similar to me. Like I, I since then I've I've already unsubscribed from them all. But when you get like a newsletter of a uh, new bike parts or new clothes or whatever new, you kind of like convince yourself that you need it or that you want it, even though you haven't even thought about it before you got receiving the email or seeing it on Instagram or seeing it on on whatever. It's just like just being surrounded by it. You just think that you want it or you need it, and even though whatever you have right now, even though your life before was fine. Right. Yeah. So definitely. So unless like you're really conscious of it, you it's hard to escape. Like just 
spending money or upgrading or, or side grading just because you think it's the right thing to do. But I mean, it's nice to hear that like you guys, I mean, I'm not surprised that you guys are not like dickheads about him having an event on. Like just making jokes about it is fine, of course. Yeah, and I mean, that's always pretty funny because we, in, in our group, we all have our flows, uh, like insecurities and because we're all close to each other, we know everybody's you know like problem kind of yeah so sometimes we give him shit about his event on but but he immediately strikes back and yeah like launched a spike at us or something like that so yeah we're just having fun yeah like ah you guys and your nice bikes you spent too much money on that look at my event on best shit best (laughs) price for money actually faster than you guys (laughs) (laughs) but yeah we're gonna get close to the end of this episode, but just before, I wanna do like a top of elitist things to do in the face gear community, and let's have a little bit of fun in the road cycling community too. Okay, so face gear first, right? That's the focus yep. of this anyway. Number one thing, I think we can we can say it. We don't have to say it, and you guys would know. It starts with a B and ends with rakeless. <laughs> can you guess it? Can you guess it? Can anyone guess it? Let us know if you can guess it. <laughs> That's not in the comments. But yeah, I think that's like really the number one thing that people really like to put themselves up on the pedestal for doing. Like, I, I write breakless. I, I'm better than you just because of this. And because you don't write breakless, you, you're not a real fixed gear rider. Stuff like that. I think that's like the... Everything else is below that in terms of elitism. Okay. Next one is people that are anti-purefix or aventon leader all those kind of similar yet a little bit different brands but you're pretty much on the same segment like like yeah Um, the entry level stuff right entry level aero aluminum frame uh base components people that they can't stand it in their visual sight yeah. It's too much for them, so they're like, no, your bike is shit. Yeah, it's like it's like they're they're like holding it in, like about to pop a vein on their forehead. Oh, <laughs> if, if, if this bike is in my in my presence, I, I need to t- I need to talk shit about it. I need to ride it. Like, oh, you you impact me. Like, it's, it's like a it's like it has like this uh, massive power. And imagine if all these people with like pure fix and event on stuff, they realize the power they have. Like Thanos when he gets all the gems. I have power over these people. <laughs> Can just trigger a bunch of people with Chinellis. If you get if you get the the infinity bikes, the Purefix, the Aventon, the Leader, the Six Ku, and the Charge, you will have ultimate power. No one can say anything anymore. Oh God. Um. Uh, the next one. So this one is kind of linked to the first one about being breakless, I think. Anti-helmet. So that's something I don't think is that common. I see it sometimes. It's like, of course, online. And it's, Really? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen people being like, oh, I, I respect you for not having a helmet because you, you, you're confident in your abilities and your writing skills and, you know, like, respect. So because like if you do, if you have a helmet, it means that you're not confident or something like that. You know, like the opposite of what the, what people think. And I know this from skateboarding as well. Like, cause 
I was I, I never skateboarded, but I, was, I used to hang out like the skate parks, and people would be like giving other people shit for having helmets, and like the knee guards and elbow guards, they would give them shit for that. Like if you're if you're like a real skateboarder, you would not have a helmet, you would not have a knee guard or chain or or elbow guard. And I think it's kind of similar in fixed gear as well. I mean, I know in fixed gear many people don't wear helmets, but then I there are some people that give others like kind of shit for wearing one, like. Well, why are you wearing that like that dorky helmet and shit like that? And I think were you the kid that just hang out at the skate park but doesn't ride? Yeah, I, my my friends used to ride, and I would just be there. Oh my god, you're that kid! <laughs> <laughs> it was nice. It was nice sounds. I like the, the sound of skateboards. I would just be yeah. there, like like talking to myself, scribbling something into a tiny black book that says Death Note on the other on the outside, just doing my thing. <laughs> no, but uh, was like a a long black bang, you know, <laughs> like the hairstyle, and it covers one of your eye. Yeah, it covers one of the eye of like super like long black hoodie, and it's like goes over my hands. I just in the corner talking to myself, like one one day they will pay. <laughs> anyway, uh... next one. Next one, anti-clipless. So like the next two, anti-clipless and anti-GPS, I think this is kind of like... Yeah, because you're going too much towards the dark roadies force. Exactly, like we're different from roadies. We just wear straps or cages. We're casual, it's the OG way. Like we don't do Strava, we don't do this, we don't do that. We just dodge cars in the city and then stop for coffee every five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these I are not. Believe, I can't believe we're having a podcast themed on that community and face gear, and we're giving us we're giving it so much shit all the time. Yeah, it's like <laughs> once this episode airs, we'll see like, oh shit, we lost five hundred subscribers. <laughs> we don't have five hundred subscribers, Fabian. <laughs> we lost five hundred potential subscribers. <laughs> but like, like I think like the only like all of these. Maybe like the first two are are the main ones, like anti, let's say cheaper bikes and anti, or or pro or anti, like pro brakeless anti brakes. Those are like the main ones. The rest are yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of even among even among elitists, like the anti helmet, anti clipless. That's like more of a tiny section of that small of a already small section. But yeah, that's something I've noticed as well. I mean, you can find if you just keep looking through comments, you you're gonna find the craziest shit, and I guess that's what I did to find stuff like this. Because I've none of these I've ever heard in person. Yeah, like, I've never heard someone in person saying like, "Oh, you shouldn't wear a helmet." No, I've never. I like personally, I don't wear a helmet, but every time someone is asking me, I'm like, "Yeah, I actually should wear one, like you and." I am bidding myself up for not wearing one because I just don't like the feeling of it, but I definitely should do it. Yeah, and like, I mean, the others I have never heard either, brakeless and stuff. Like, yeah. But yeah, so again, I think, I think that's, this is why I understand like elitism as being supported by social media because all of these things feel like they're in a separate world from what I have experienced. Yeah. Onto the roadies now. Okay, this is a nice one. Now <laughs> so we can, we're gonna have fun. <laughs> now we can let loose, make some friends cry. 
Yeah. Disc brakes superiors to rim brakes. This is like a really big thing, I think, because it's kind of like, I would say people that in like the OGs of road cycling, they would like rim brakes or die. And if you have disc brakes, you're kind of seen as the loser, like the new and newbie, new entry to the scene or something. I don't know about that. You know why? I feel like recently people are going back to rim brakes saying like, oh no, disc brakes is such a gravel thing and rim brakes is the real OG road cycling way and it's lighter anyway. I yeah. feel there is like kind of a vibe of that recently. Yeah, that's what I, like, that's what I mean, kind of like the rim brakes are the, the main thing. Like, yeah, yeah. Like always, like oh yeah, they're, they're lighter. If you if you get the good pads, they're the same braking power as disc brakes, but you don't have to like adjust everything. It's easier, shit like that. And it, I mean, it comes from like the people who have been cycling for twenty years already, right? And they're used to rim brakes, which makes sense. Yeah. So it's it's kind of like you know like boomers. They don't want they can, you cannot change their mind <laughs> once they're six once once anyone is like sixty years old. I'd say I think like sixty three point two. That's the exact day. If you're that age. No one can ever change your mind about anything anymore. I mean, that's like yeah. how my grandparents grandparents are, at least. Yeah, so my grandpa is like that. When you're with your grandparents, you just say, "Okay, grandpa. Okay, grandma. Okay, okay." You don't say yeah. anything because you're never gonna win. <laughs> totally but, get that. Okay, number two. I go for it. You go for it. Okay. Bow shoes. It. Boa shoes, yeah. Mm. I feel it's a thing. Yeah? Oh, uh, yeah, I feel it's definitely Yeah, I think, okay, I think it's more like if you wear stra- straps. I, I think you can even extend this to, like, road shoes versus mountain bike shoes. Yeah. Like, like if you're road shoes and road pedals, then you're, like, a real roadie. Otherwise, you're just a casual who walks. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> else just cycles to bed and goes to sleep with their bike. <laughs> Oh yeah. I mean, oh, you don't make sound when you walk. Oh, you're such a casual, bro. You don't walk like you have a stick up your ass when you walk. Oh man, it must be so nice. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think like Bush. I mean, anything that pros do and you don't do makes you stand out already. Like, yeah. Number one thing for road cycling elitists to do is to copy paste what world tour uh, cyclists do. So yeah. Through that. Yeah. Boa shoes, nice uh, road shoes, clip, um, of course, road pedals and stuff. I felt there is a special group of road cyclists. The one that uh, will go for weight winning, but under the UCI rules, so they don't care that other people are giving them shit for being under the UCI rules, and so they don't have the the weight so they're not the real ones you know yeah but i feel like those those people don't really care no i don't think so either they don't care because it doesn't matter yet right yeah on to the next one and i think it's really important into road cycling it's like yeah the third one is really like something so so irrelevant like it doesn't yeah it's like the the thing that does like matters the least out of i think anything we talked so far and Sock length. If you're if you're cycling, road cycling, wherever cycling with clipless shoes, and you're wearing uh, ankle socks, you know, like short socks, you will never be taken seriously. 
Never. So um, you have to have like, like socks that go at least halfway up your calf, like fighting <laughs> socks, right? It's the dumbest rule ever. And this is linked to point our next point, which is shaved legs. And I think this is this yeah. is this is more like like a mix between like an actual yeah. There's a practical reason to it, but it's, it's mostly for pro cyclists. I, I would say actually not really. It can be just for anyone because I I I what I've read is that you shave your legs in case you crash or something you don't get infected it's easier to clean you know? i mean yes that's the practical but that's side that's one percent 99 is for quotes arrow is it yeah no without a single doubt i will i always thought for because it's like they copy that from world tour cyclists and then there it's because they do it because of injuries but so like it, with when you're not a pro cyclist and you do this, it's fifty percent. It's like let's say one third is because of that reason, one third is because pros do it, and one third is because you want to show people that you're so committed to road cycling that you shave your fucking legs. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a, like a way to show yourself. Like when you meet someone new, the first thing they do is they they check you they check you out your bike and then they look at your legs. If you have shaved legs, oh, like- oh man, you're in. Come on here, bro. You're a real cyclist. <laughs> disgusting and then they just like oh your legs so smooth man oh here let me massage them for you no that's going too far yeah stop 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 stop, stop. <laughs> but yeah it's supposedly it's because it makes massages easier and it's for like against infections when you suffer a crash also it's yeah I guess like I don't see I don't really see arrow but I, that is seems like a a possible reason why people would shave their legs if they don't know the other reasons right yeah. They, they would think that's like, oh yeah, shaving it would make more sense because we lose some grams. But, I mean, it's a big investment, right? Shave your legs. Yeah, I I would be way too lazy to constantly shave my legs. Oh man, I love, I have way too much leg hair to shave. <laughs> I don't like my the leg listeners hair. didn't want it to know that. <laughs> don't worry, my cats love my leg hair too. They like to scratch themselves. <laughs> They're like, damn, you're one of us. Hairy legs, too. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll let you do the next one. And the last one, actually. No, but two more. And the next next one is kind of like the sock length one. And that is how tight your jersey is. Because if you're wearing like a jersey, it has to be race fit. If it's like even tiniest bit baggy, it means you're a loser who's never cycled before. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I like, I, bibs are really nice and I wear them on long rides, but I don't like jerseys and I I am good with having a t-shirt. T-shirt <laughs> yeah, is nice. T-shirt true. is enough. But like, yeah, I think for, for summer that's enough. But if you, if you're cycling in winter, it will, and you're wearing like cotton or something like a, like a double t-shirt, it gets so cold. Yeah. It's like freezing. So it's really, it's really nice to have like a jersey and or like a like a sweat absorbent layer or something. But yeah, for summer t-shirt is nice. But I did get a jersey like three months ago. I've never used. Uh, it had a nice design on it and it fits nicely. And I'm curious to, to see how it feels like while cycling. But yeah, mm, yeah. For, for road cyclists, if you're cycling with a t-shirt, you're just a casual. Definitely. Definitely. Okay. You can do the last one. 
the last one of this bingo game? The last one is... Oh, yeah. Let's do a stat dinner, you know? We'll all compare our Strava stats and see who's better. The worst one has to pay for everything. <laughs> Strava is... It's a, it's a really, really good tool, but it it is also something that can put so much pressure on you. Yeah, for sure. And... Like I've seen, I've actually overheard this. Like I, I wish I was making this up. But I overheard this in like a Rafa, out of all places, like a cafe when I was in New York. The people were like, they were comparing, like these three guys were comparing how many KOMs they had in total. I mean, it didn't seem like they were doing it like as a serious thing. Maybe I just think just for fun. But it, it just shows that some people they do actually pay attention to, to those things. And I mean, it, I can understand it as well, right? It's like motivation thing if you try to reach a certain goal or time but some people really do take it too seriously and they use it for everything yeah it's it feels like it's the video game for grown-ups yeah you know and like it's it's kind of like linkedin if you can you can draw some parallels to linkedin like how these two like linkedin is seen as like a professional mature place for people with careers and everything but it's like fucking facebook man like people post about the dumbest shit on linkedin like anything and then strava is the same thing because you could like comment and and it's like really a social media but just with like bikes well bike uh like recording your bike or rides rather yeah it's also kind of like I, I like to use Strava for myself, but I, I never really look at what other people do, or I only follow like I think I follow you and my sister only. But I don't even pause that much on Strava. No, no, same. All right, so you can see that there is many form of kind of competition or elitism that you can find into even fixed gear, and like we said at the beginning, like don't get into a shitty mindset uh it's a wholesome and loving community and if you feel judged uh then don't we'll deal with it yeah fuck people you know as usual everything we talked about today will be in the show notes on the blog slowspinsidey.com you'll also find the suggestion box there where you can tell us what we should talk about in the podcast you can find us on our discord server the invite link is also in the show notes or with our Instagram account at Slow Spin Society. Sharing the podcast with your friend is the easiest way to support the show or by giving us a good review on the platform of your choice. If you get value out of the show, why not consider putting value back in, either by supporting us on Apple Podcasts with their new subscription program or visiting patreon.com slash Podcast to join the community where pledging at any level grants you access to a pre and after show, which is around 40 minutes of extra content per week. We are now at 25 Patreons, as always. Thank you so much for your support. The music for the show is Lovely Swindler by Amaria, and the illustration well is by me. Fabian, anything you would like to add before we go on to the after show? This after show will be really crazy, so make sure to check this out if you can. <laughs> and if you can't, well, make sure that you can. Exactly. All right, boys. We'll see you next Monday. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.